Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm talking to Dr. Robert Young, and uh, you have a pretty lengthy list of credentials. I guess I, I, I first wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about your, your background and, uh, you know, what you've been doing in your, in your career thus far. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, mainly uh, in the last uh, two years, I think we've all been focused on, you know, what has been going on, you know, worldwide, and especially on... Uh, the not just the COVID, but the the associated treatments that are that are being proposed uh, and are being carried out, particularly the uh, the COVID uh, vaccination and the vials that were uh, uh, created by you know several different companies around the world. So the last uh, couple of years, I've been writing on that, researching it. Uh, I've also been testing uh, uh, those who have been unvaccinated, those who have been vaccinated. I've been looking at it through optical microscopy, uh, live and dry blood cell analysis uh, uh, to using uh, dispersive uh, spectroscopy, uh, X-ray spectroscopy using uh, also scanning and transmission microscopy for identification. uh, of what is actually uh, in the blo- not in the blood, but in the uh, the vials that are being injected. So uh, I've written a uh, a document. It's been submitted for peer review. I have published uh, half a dozen peer reviewed journal articles in the last two years on SARS-CoV uh, two COVID nineteen, and uh, generally on uh, respiratory disorders, uh, uh, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, pro- you know, but yeah, right now the, the list of articles that I've written in the last uh, 24 months is, uh, 288 articles. Uh, and, and those are, uh, those are, uh, at drrobertyoung.com forward slash blog of those who want to, to go there to look at those it's uh, uh available i've been reading about the, i've been writing about the pcr test and just posted something on that i've been talking about uh vars and tracking uh uh you know the the reporting system uh for uh vaccine injuries uh it's a re- vaccine uh injury reporting system it's reported uh been uh, following the work of Christine Massey and and other scientists, including myself, uh, that are requesting uh, information 
as it relates to the material that they're using that they're claiming to be COVID? Have they, has that material been uh, take uh, been isolated, uh, a purified isolation uh, without contamination and proved it's for vera- uh, veracity or is virulency? Um, so that's what's been going on in the last two years. Over the the last 40 years, I've been involved in documenting the effects of what we eat, what we drink, our lifestyles, and how it affects the most important organ in the human body, which is the blood. Um, and uh, so, and, and I've identified basic micrographs of what's normal, what is a normal healthy pattern. Uh, I've also written papers on immunity and the source of, uh, and the various uh, aspects of immunity. Uh, where it begins. I've rewritten the whole physiology of digestion and also of immunity. Uh, So I I don't agree with many of the theories. I've published three articles uh, on viruses, vaccines, and the HIV AIDS hypothesis. and was around uh, in the 80s and really respect uh, Dr. Peter Duisberg's work uh, and what he wrote on inventing the AIDS virus. Of course, he took it a little bit further and basically said uh, other, you know, like Hep C and Ebola uh, are all uh, uh, scientific uh, myths as it relates to their uh, existence. Uh, so uh, that's my position. Uh, my position is that uh, virology is a is more of a religion than it is a science, and uh, so you have to, you have to uh, look at uh, what they're claiming to be isolations or just uh, tissue genetic samples of, that have been polluted with uh, uh, other cells, and then calling that an isolation, so. And of course, when you, you you read the letters written by the CDC as it relates to any any studies or isolations, uh, they themselves admit that they have none. And that's true with the Australian government. It's true with the UK government. It's true with the Canadian government. Uh, so, <clears throat> I think the only people right now of any governments that have really got it right is Japan. You know, they? yeah, yeah, they and Russia too. Uh, Russia has uh, uh, been <clears throat> pretty much taking control of this thing. But, of course, their, uh, their statistics as it relates to SARS is, is basically negligible. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're not dealing with, uh, with an epidemic there. And, of course, they, uh, one of the reasons that, that I have suggested is, is they've basically controlling the release of uh, uh, pulsating uh, frequencies, i.e. 5G at 8.4 gigahertz. They've controlled that to a point where it's only for uh, weaponization. It's only for military purposes, and therefore it's not available in the general, uh, for the general public to access. So they, they're not putting up towers. They're putting up satellites. Okay. You know, yeah. f- for military reasons, uh, and they may have towers, but it's just not available. You cannot access 
those uh, frequencies, those microwave frequencies in Russia. And therefore, they basically, you know, based on my uh, uh, understanding and research, they, they have no fatalities related to uh, COVID. It's, it's, it's basically wow. zero. Uh, unless they're, uh, you know, in the United States, you know, the, there's been the, accus- uh, the accusation that they've been associating and stockpiling any disease into the, the COVID statistics. Yes, you know, which and, they did and, with AIDS as well, right? Well, AIDS is, a, it, yeah, it's the same thing. It's a group of about 30 different symptomologies. It was a reclassification of those. And, uh, and then my friend, uh, Luc Montaner, uh, we, we, uh, had the opportunity to, uh, be keynote speaker, speakers at, at, at a, uh, uh, conference on these subjects. And this was in 2011. That's the last time I saw Luke. Uh, uh, he's now back at the university of Paris. I, I think he's retired, but he was doing work over in China. What's his position on this? Because the last I heard of him, he was on the news saying that he believed it was man-made. In, in 2020, he was saying that. And I was like, all right, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Well, that's that's Trump's position, too, that it's, uh, that it's man-made. Uh, I think there's a few of us uh, terrain theorists, okay, that yeah. uh, believe that germs are are born in us and from us and their biological transformations of, uh, of cellular breakdown due to a compromised environment that's mm-hmm. caused by, you know, various contributing factors. And of course with COVID uh, the symptoms are identical to, uh, to radiation poisoning, to high altitude sickness. And so when you're dealing with a dry cough with no phlegm, high fever, you know, uh, night sweats, the, the, you know, flu-like symptoms without, without yeah. all the mucus, uh, that, that's all, that's all related to either high altitude sickness or radiation poisoning. And so. And that's very much at, how it started, right? At the beginning of this whole thing, that's what we were hearing. Um, there was one doctor in particular who came out in New York city and said that it was a lot like altitude sickness. Yeah, I was saying that if you look at my articles and if you track the dates on those, if you go back to my interviews, like with Kerry Cassidy, you know, where, you know, I was highly censored because I was before they shut us all down. I was saying this in 1999, excuse me, uh, 2019, but 2018, Mm -hmm. 2017. And I did my first research, published research with with Beverly Rubick and she just published uh, again in a peer reviewed journal, but we were published in the international journal of complementary and alternative medicine. This was in 2001. And Beverly Rubick uh, at that time was at the university of California, Berkeley, just as Peter Duisburg is, was at that time. I, I think he's still there. Uh, I think a lot of us have lost contact with each other because we're not, ending up in conferences and, you know, and the communications, everybody's kind of gone a a little bit uh, their separate ways. But, but Mm -hmm. Beverly Rubick and I, we did a study in London where we actually tested uh, in conjunction with uh, BBC, the the effects of uh, radiation, uh, particularly, uh, you know, the, uh, 
radio waves or microwaves that are that are experienced by those in the Oedipes of BBC uh, working around a lot of electrical equipment. So electrical uh, poisoning as well as magnetic poisoning. And we published that in 2001. And of course, I was doing all the blood work on that, the before and afters. And so it, it was evident that uh, even low frequencies uh, and electrical frequencies was having an impact, which brought me to the theory that this was the major cause of the uh, of the uh, the Spanish flu uh, pandemic epidemic in in yeah. 2018 uh, uh, 19 excuse me 1918 yeah. <laughs> 1919 yeah no, 2018 where over close to 100 million people uh, died uh, from the exposure of the introduction of uh, radio waves. And then radar came out and there was another pandemic. And now we're dealing with, uh, uh, with uh, these higher pulsating frequencies. It's kind of like getting hit in the face, not once, but just continually getting hit. It's a, it's a, it's a pulsating like a smack on our cells. Millimeter but, waves. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, November was uh, of 2019 was very key because that uh, and the place was Wuhan, China, uh, and this is where they did their first experiment on the effects of 5G on on the city uh, of Wuhan. Uh, and of course, they had lots of reasons they could blame it on a lot of things: the way they eat there, or the it's, uh, it's the most polluted city in the world uh, for air pollution. So they had, of course, they blamed it on a non-existent virus that's never been isolated. And then they, the narrative was China, this is the China virus, but there is no virus. And it's never been isolated. It's never been shown to be infectious. And uh, the symptoms that people are just dropping over dead, which is causing complete oxygen deprivation at 60 gigahertz, uh, in the range of 5G can go up to 100 gigahertz, but the quantum link between the human body and, and, and that frequency is at 41.3 gigahertz. But you start feeling the effects of the radiation at 8.4 gigahertz, which is, you know, where 4G is microwave is 2.4 gigahertz. So uh, these, are, these are pulsating frequencies that cause harm. Um, and so there's been a war going on. World War III, uh, a very deadly war. Millions of people have died. Billions of peop uh, people have been injured. So we're talking about hundreds of millions of deaths, billions of injuries as a result of this, uh, of this uh, release uh, that took place in Wuhan. It then took, then it was, it was tested on the people of Milan. It was tested on the, on those who reside in, in New York and, in Manhattan and then LA uh, Seattle was another site uh, for testing. And we started seeing people drop over dead from this. My question with that is though, do you think that they maybe stopped it or it wore off at some point? Because then they started using, you know, regular flu deaths and heart, heart attacks and stuff like that. So was it just kind of like a precursor, like a, like a trigger at the beginning? Like, you know, we saw that spike in mortality right here in New York City, but overall there was no excess deaths, correct? 
Well, over the year, there was no excess deaths, but you saw the spike because that's when they turned it on and turned it off. Okay. You know, I mean, they, they can turn it on right now. If, if they say that they're, they're expecting a rise in, in mortality, plan on that effect and you need to protect yourself. That means, you know, run to the hills, you know, get out of the large cities, you know, shut down your Wi-Fi, you know, keep yeah. don't don't uh, don't social distance uh, from people, but social distance from your phone unless they've been inoculated. If they've been inoculated, then you have to social distance from your friends because the contents of uh, that that I originally found and published uh, on the the inoculation, the so-called vaccine contains uh, cytotoxic, genotoxic, and amatotoxic materials, biosensors which connect the human being, uh, making them somewhat trans, uh, a transmuted uh, human being uh, that literally puts these biosensors into their fatty tissues, i.e. the brain. But uh, any fatty tissues, they, the body's going to push them out to. But they end up getting linked to the Internet. They end up. And the purpose of that is for contact tracing. And there's, there's patents on this. There's, there's uh, conferences yeah. that have talked about this. I mean, they're all over the internet. And uh, so you, you can find those. I think uh, Dr. Martin uh, speaks about this uh, uh, very in great detail. So he, he, he has covered the, the legal aspects of this where I've been covering the scientific aspects where, you know, literally identified everything from nano uh, metallic uh, materials such as reduced graphene or or graphene hydroxide uh, to uh, aluminum to titanium to tin to stainless steel uh, to ferrous oxides, and of course, this is what show, is showing up in the live blood, unstained live blood under compound uh, optical microscopy using face contrast and also using uh, Brightfield, we're seeing these various uh, particulates in, in, in the blood and their organizations in larger forms as they aggregate together, uh, forming graphene, uh, uh, graphene bombs, so to speak, or where the red blood cells, which is, which is, the prime one, as, as far as the blood cells, you, I mean, you basically have red blood cells, you have white blood cells, and, and of course, science would say then you have platelets. I identify platelets as biological transformations or breakdown products. So I, I like what Antoine Bechamp says. Well, the third anatomic element in the blood, besides the red blood cell and the white blood cell, is the microzyma. And the microzyma is a precursor to all living matter. It makes up all genetics and what have you. So, you, so you know, because I was trained in Germany and studied the work of Enderlin through Dr. Marie Blecker, who is my professor, my background, you know, comes from that part of the world. And so I'm, I'm I, 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 by my training, I'm, I'm a terrain theorist, you know, I'm a, in, 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 environmental doctor, you know, internal environmentalist, uh, kind of like a, a marine biologist studies the the oceans and the fluids of the oceans and the health of, of the marine life. I study the blood. I study uh, the effects of that and the pollutants that are found in there. And then I've identified those specifically. So 
you know, I test for lactic acid, I test for citric acid in cancer cases. And of course, this has been overlooked as the cause of cancer. And of course, in 2000, uh, 2018 in London, I announced the cure for cancer. And the cause of that was discovered in the interstitial fluids of the interstitium, which is the release of la- the increase of lactic acid and citric acid caused by cellular breakdown due to uh, uh, decompensated acidosis of the interstitial fluids, which is the l- largest body of water that surrounds every cells. So what people are studying right now uh, they're looking at the blood, but they're not looking at, at 80% of the extracellular fluids because blood is only 20%. I'm looking at 100%. They miss, they miss the show. They miss the foundational, they miss the foundational elements or chemicals or poisons or deteriorations or breakdown products that are found in the interstitium, which is basically the, the sewer system. And I, I know that people are going, okay, I don't know that much about interstitial fluids, because they don't teach at medical school. Well, they do. They, they know about interstitial fluids, but they don't. But that is now getting more and more popular. And of course, in Germany, we call this organ, which is the largest organ of the body, which is not the skin, the colloidal connective tissue of the shot. Uh, but they've renamed that in the United States as if it's a new discovery, which it's a not new discovery. I've been studying it for 40 years. It's called the interstitium. So, Okay, well, the interstitium, we've been testing pH and biochemistry and comparing that to the blood. We get 100% of the information. So we know that cancer is not a disease of the cell. It's a disease of the fluids of the body, just as COVID is not a disease of a germ or a virus. It's a disease of a compromised of the interstitial fluids of the interstitium. Now, I was the that, and I, I'm not trying to boast about that. I'm just trying for historical purposes, I'm trying to just let you know that current researchers are behind the eight ball on all of this. And the reason why they're by, yeah, they're behind the eight balls because they're looking, they're looking not behind the curtain. What's hidden behind the curtain. It's not in the blood. The blood's constantly purifying itself. The blood has to purify itself. It has a very narrow pH at 7.365 to 7.4. If it goes to 7.1, you're in a coma. And that's, that's what, 0.250? You know, I, it's a move that's so insignificant, but it is significant. It's, it's exponential to the power of 10. So when we have movements in the blood, you know, it, people get sick really quick. So if you have radiation that's pulsating on you, you're going to disturb the most important organ of the human body, which is the blood. Cells are going to start breaking down. You're going to go into pathological blood coagulation. That activates the white blood cells, which do not provide immunity. They provide a process of healing or, or cleaning to take place. Go around, pick things up. They also, like the lymphocytes, which was one of the papers that, uh, based on autopsies, were uh, discovered that people uh, were dying from what they call killer T cells. And that's just totally false. Okay. The lymphocytes are there, but they're not killer. They're healer. The body doesn't turn on itself. This whole theory of immunity is so back aspered. I mean, it's like, you know, the body doesn't kill itself. It's trying to save it. And it can't save it if you have, 
pollution going in, we're being exposed to an environment that's not conducive to organization and balance. And so what we have is we have healer cells, not killer, killer cells. We have, so these lymphocytes are going out and releasing what? And this is where everything is backwards. They're releasing free radicals, which are good guys. For, what are they releasing? They're releasing superoxide. They're releasing hydroxyl ions. That's OH minus, SO minus. They're releasing these compounds to do what? To neutralize the poisons that have compromised the fluids of the body, specifically the interstitial fluids or the vascular fluids. So you'll start seeing lymphocytes more in the blood when cells are breaking down. They're coming from the interstitium into the vascular fluids, and they're trying to save your life. So the people that are dying because of... uh, uh, of an autoimmune response, you know, that's causing an overaction of a creation of lymphocytes. This is a result in relationship to the toxicity of the fluids, but you have to test the fluids to know. So who's testing the pH of the blood? Who's testing the pH of the interstitium? I mean, that's the show. Well, you wouldn't know because these people, and that's why they, they scratch their head. These people go into sepsis, you know, and there's no cure for sepsis. It's the number one cause of death in the world, but nobody talks about it. It's, I mean, it happens, and they try to pull people out of it, and they and they do. But 50 million people every year die from this. And it's like, what, why, what's going on here? You know, and uh, so it's like with COVID, it's like majoring in the minors. Question is, is what is what is what is throwing these people into these states? You have to measure the biochemistry of the blood, the vascular fluid, and the interstitial fluid, okay, that surround the cells. You have 70 trillion cells, they're all in fluid. That fluid's called the interstitium organ. It's it's a compartmentalized, it holds waste until it can eliminate that. And this is one of the reasons in understanding why women live longer than men is because they have more places to park waste. They have more, they have more fat on their body. It's life-saving. And that's intentional by our creator to do that, to protect you know, the embryo, to protect the, the fetus, to protect the unborn. You know? And so in doing that, those fluids have to be protected. So unfortunately, I, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't understood by the medical community and medical researchers. But I think one of the one of the I think one of the best uh, uh, doctors and one that probably understands this as well is is Andy Kaufman, Doctor Kaufman. And uh, you know, there's a few others, but I I haven't I, I don't I don't know them that well. Uh, but most of them are coming from a medical perspective that germs cause disease. If I could say something very simple to everyone that I wanted to impress on your mind is you're going to need to get over this. Germs do not cause disease. It's such a hard thing for people to understand. Well, that's why when food drops on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. Especially (laughs) if it's something I want to eat, you know, germs do not cause disease germs 
are biological transformation breakdown products that are associated with the internal environment. Germs are born in us and from us. So what they're calling the virus is really the exosome from a breakdown product of cells that are breaking down. Mm-hmm. Exosomes aren't viruses, but if you, if you put up the, the cartoon of HIV and the cartoon of COVID and the car- cartoon of Omicron, and you put it up against the exosome, wait a minute, they're all the same picture. So, right, they are confused with exosomes. That, that's a, a big thing. You know, a lot of people argue about the whole exosome and uh, virus conversation. I mean, ha- have these things even been isolated or, or characterized before? I mean, t- taken directly out of fluids. Have, have they done that? I mean, how do we even know that um, the exosomes are a thing? Well, they are. I mean, these 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 have been identified under under scanning electron microscopy. So we do see them, and I see breakout products. That's why, you know, if I'm looking at the CBC, uh, which is a comprehensive blood count that's coming from a conventional uh, doctor, I'll look at the platelets because the platelets are breakdown products of cells. And if they're elevated, I know they're in decompensated acidosis. Cells are breaking down. There's chemical poisoning, you know, systemic poisoning, either from what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're thinking, what you're breathing, what you're feeling. You know, all of these, these, these physical, emotional aspects of one's life cause breakdown products. I mean, everybody knows that lactic acid causes pain, the build of it. I mean... That, lact- that that when you wake up in the morning and you have a buildup of acid in your calf muscles, you know, because of stagnant, you know, things are not moving when you're sleeping or you get up and you have this Charlie horse, you know, that's acid. That's waste. Metabolic. Could be dietary. Could be environmental. Primarily. Primary- Isn't that connected to heart attacks as but- well? Lactic acid is connected to every sickness and disease. You can't have cancer without lactic acid. And then everybody's popping vitamin C thinking they're going to help themselves or injecting vitamin C through IV, not really realizing that vitamin C is an acidic poison that causes cancer. So you've got, so, so wait a minute, you know, we take vitamin C. Yes. As an acid, acid, you can take magnesium oxide or citric acid. And yes, when you're doing a bowel cleanse. Why? Because it breaks things down. But why would you inject it into the blood, which will then push it out into the interstitium, which is the freeway of where all anything good or bad goes? Because it 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 flows through everything. That's how that's how metastasis. If you have an injury to the breast, a woman has an injury to the breast. The metastasis comes through the interstitial fluids. That's why it has to be localized. What does the body do? It forms a wall. That wall has been wrongfully terminated as a bad thing called a tumor. Tumors aren't bad. They're only bad if they're not completely formed. Because once they're formed, they'll actually crystallize and break down on their own. Yet we poke at them and do biopsies, you know, and we then we remove them thinking that's going to solve the problem. No. Cancer is a fluid problem. COVID is a fluid problem. COVID's not even a disease. It's a narrative. The disease based on coronavirus 
in Latin means radiation poisoning, chemical poisoning. And I talked about this as we go back like, you know, two and a half years ago. Carrie Cassidy, the effect, uh, what is 5G? What do what does five G and Corona have in 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 common? Well, Corona means radiation, and five G means radiation. It's ra- radiation poisoning. So I don't know. May I'll be new to what you're saying, but I'm, I'm trying to take maybe the little piece of the puzzles because you probably talked to a lot of different people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've. There's two basic premises of my work. The first one is imperfect health. That's what pH stands for from my perspective, but it actually stands for the power of hydrogen. It's a it's a chemical measurement between electrons and protons or, or hydrogen ions and hydroxyl ions, but acids and bases, okay, or acids and, and alkalinity. People don't know that the ideal pH of the interstitial fluids, this body that surrounds all the cells is 8.4. The blood is 7.365. But when they urinate, which is a product of interstitial fluids, they're peeing out between five and six, and they wonder why they're sick. Hmm. So if you're peeing at a pH of five, 5.5 or six, or even lower, Okay, the interstitial fluids are suffering, which means that fluid is is literally causing on the membranes and they deteriorate. And when they deteriorate, give birth to what is called the corona effect. They give birth to what is called the protein spike spikes. And I've taken pictures of all this. You know, and you can see it in my reports or I can share my screen and show them to you. But but sure. the the uh you'd have to give i don't know if i can share here with you yeah it's disabled you'd have to allow me to do this oh, but when it? you're when you're looking at spikes those spikes when they break down is what what is being measured by by the rt pcr test we're not measuring that's the point i want to make when you're doing the pcr test you're not measuring something that's come from the outside and has infected you mm-hmm. infection is an illusion there are no infections these are what I classify as outfectious conditions. Outfectious conditions is a result of a polluted environment. And the best way to understand this is if in a metaphor that I talk about in my book, The PH Miracle, The PH Miracle Revised and Updated, and, and, and it, it starts with a question, if the fish is sick in your swimming pool, in your ocean, in your aquarium, if fish are sick, what do you do? Do you vaccinate? Do you medicate the fish? Do you do you treat the fish, or do you change the water that it's swimming in? Well, you don't vaccinate, that's for sure. Okay, so so it's not about medication or vaccination. It's about changing the fluids of the body and providing environments conducive. So when fish are sick, they're eating something that's not good for them, or they're swimming in something that's not good for them. That's true with the human the human body cells and the interstitial is the ocean of our, and when cells break down, they start coming on. They produce these, these, these crowns, these appendages. And so what we're measuring CR tests is nothing more. We're not identifying any specific virus because you can't with an RT PCR test. Gary Mullis, the inventor of it said, you, you, you can't determine that. 
You can conjecture about it. You can make up a computer program that says, oh, yes, this, this is this and this is that. But you don't have the whole, the whole genome. You, don't, you have a fragment. And then so you have, to, you have to then conjecture to what it really is. And so all these, that's why I say that viruses only exist on a piece of paper. Meaning you have, you have it, or on your computer program. So when you understand that the first premise of my work is the human body is alkaline by its design. We were born. We smelled good. We felt good. We were soft and cuddly. And then we started feeding that baby dirty food, dirty water, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, their eliminations no longer smelt really sweet. They started to stink, you know, and your eliminations shouldn't stink. Yeah, no, they're not supposed to smell. If they are, you're eating the wrong kind of food. So, so, uh, so the first premise is the human body in perfect health is alkaline by its design. The second is all sickness and disease is a result of the acidification of the blood and then interstitial fluids due to an inverted way, a polluted way, an inverted way of living, eating, and thinking. That's it. There are no diseases. Diseases are only political for political agendas and for marketing specific products that they want to sell. So they have to make up all these diseases. There are no diseases. None. Nada. There's just one disease, and that's the oversidification of the blood and then interstitial fluids due to an inverted way of living, eating, and thinking. So you are the cause of all your sickness and diseases. And you have to be then the cure. I can't cure this patient cure yourself. And, and, and that's the basic premise of all my work. So I'm looking at increase in platelet counts. That's a result of cellular breakdown. And that can be quantitated. That can be quantified and proven. What I just said. Platelets are born out of exosomes, the same thing. If you, ha- you see an excess amount of exosomes, in the body fluids, you know that cells are breaking down, but you can see them by their shapes. So what do they look like? Uh, if I go to one of my articles here, let's see, uh, let me go to this one here. This has been uh, seen by millions of people. Um I first published this in, in February, uh, then in uh, April, then in August. I updated it uh, just recently, October 1st, 2021. <clears throat> this was uh, the original. Uh, these are the originals, the Moderna, the, the uh, Pfizer, uh, uh, biotech uh so-called vaccination. These are not, by the way, these are not vaccines. They're, they're bioweapons. Uh, and I'll explain that in a minute. You have the AstraZeneca, so have the Janssen, but you also have uh, uh, the ones, uh, there's another one. It's, I think it's Sinovac uh, from China, what have you. But, uh, but the methodology was to use both optical microscopy and transmission and, and uh, 
scanning electron microscopy with energy dispersive uh, X-ray spectroscopy to reveal the specific ingredients in these. And so this is the report, shows the methodology. And <clears throat> these are the micrographs using optical. You can see this graphene bomb. And what is it causing? It's causing clots. That's why we've determined it to be magnetico-toxic. Uh, this is what normal blood should look like. This is what red blood cells, which are uh, do more, more of the heavy lifting than the white blood cells, they are the ones that uptake, you know, a lot of the chemical poisoning. These are now engulfed, enlarged uh, bodies, you know, that have now crystallized. So if you go back to what healthy red blood cells should look like with a clear environment, all you can see is throughout large groupings of graphene and over here, some ferrous oxide, graphene uh, oxide, uh, reduced graphene. And then of course, Heinz bodies, which are engulfed uh, red blood cells that have uptake uh, metabolic or dietary, in this case, uh, uh, poisons uh, that are contained uh, there. They've uptake taken this and so they've they've become enlarged and crystallized um, here you can see a tubular form and you can see the point of that actually collecting blood creating the clot so these inoculations create the very thing that the that we're trying to avoid and that's pathological blood coagulation uh, so they're creating the pat they're creating the blood clots and creating the compensation or decompensation of the biochemistry of the body fluids leading to the body's inability to, particularly the blood cells, to do what they do, and that is to go into the pulmonary system, into the alveoli, to pick up oxygen, to drop off carbon dioxide, and then, and then to pick up oxygen to return it back to the body. So people are dying, particularly when we're dealing with chemical and radiation poisoning combined. It's kind of like a one-two punch. People can can uh, can die within three or four minutes. You know they're dying from suffocation, i.e., you know the the SARS, which is uh, the uh, respiratory so-called syndrome, uh, sudden acute respiratory syndrome, which means we don't know the pathology, but that's what I described in one of my page papers, which is the pathology of this. So this is this is what you're looking at. You're looking at in the clotted blood, you can actually see the graphene threads in addition to the parasites. These bulges in the clot are actually parasites. And these parasites, you can see them here, here, and here. Uh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, there's, there's one.
Is that what they're finding when, um, I know Carrie Madej claims to have found a Hydra vulgaris-like uh, parasite in the shots. Is, is there any truth to that or? Yeah, it's a, the, uh, the parasites that, uh, that I was able to isolate were the Trypanosoma crusae parasites. And, uh, this is the uh, dispersive uh, X-ray spectroscopy where we've identified the the various uh, elements within the inoculation, which contains the nano dot, according uh, which is Gates' uh, words uh, for the uh, nano capsid uh, hydrosol, which contains the graphene. And other elements. In this one, we're seeing uh, aluminum uh, in this particular vial, and they're they're all a little bit different. Uh, not, I mean, some. I mean, they're all registered. They, depending on the alphabet that precedes the actual number, uh, you can kind of see uh, what are in these. But I wanted to show you the uh, the Trypanosoma uh, crusae parasite. There they are, right there. And uh, so you have to keep, if they're going to, if putting the eggs or the parasites in those, it it causes them to go dormant. So they're they're heat resistant and cold resistant. So that's why they keep them at low temperatures. Once the body warms up, once the the vial is injected into into the interstitium, into the fluids of the body, then of course at body temperature you know they become highly active and uh can can reproduce but that's one of the the major problems with with uh these inoculations are the nano and microparticulates and parasites that are combined in them and i talked about that here these are the ingredients or the contents of what i found graphene oxide reduced graphene uh, oxide or hydroxide, lead, chromium, copper, manganese, titanium, tin, nickel, stainless steel, cadmium, aluminum, and bismuth, several parasites I mentioned, trypanosoma and crusae uh, and brucey, uh, which causes sleeping uh, sickness, and possible possibility, I'm seeing this in the, in the blood as I found them as well, uh, the hydrovulgaris. And uh, then you've got carbon nano octopuses, graphene nano ribbons, uh, self-assembling graphene networks uh, that are biosensitive that connect you to the internet. So this is one of the outcomes of these bad actors and Luciferians is uh, if you survive this, you know, you're immediately going to be tagged with a barcode and, uh, and in order to do that, that you have to have, the graphene. That's why everybody has to be inoculated because if you do live, they're going to track track you and control you. And so there's a yeah. These are some of the other. In addition, a lot of people are confused about the uh, the mRNA spike protein. The spike proteins are are very specific, and they're they're the that that's what's driving the the nano. Uh, the the nano peg coated 
capsid that contains the poisons and the parasites to specific areas of the body. So uh, these... Have you seen an actual spike protein, though? Because I, I yeah, haven't been able yeah, I'll show, to find I'll, I'll show, like... No, okay. I'll show you. I, yeah, I mean, you can see them here in this, uh, but let, let me show you what, what they look like. Uh, let me go back to this uh, picture, and I'll show you the... Uh, let me get out of this one second, see if I can... Uh, well, okay. I'll just move on and see if I can show you. Oh, by the way, there's, that's the stainless steel. So this is what happens to the blood. So here you can see the crowning effect of the red blood cell. Now, you remember what, what normal red blood cells look like, round and symmetrical, even in color, even in shape. This is the spiking of the, of, of the cell. They're called schistocytes. Very common. Hematologists see these. They don't know what causes them. Of course, it's the environment's causing it. It's a deterioration or disintegration of the cell membrane. And then you have the actual spike proteins coming off the cells. And this, I, the, these spiking proteins are a result of the deterioration of the cell membrane. So this is what is seen after someone has been exposed to radiation or, and, and or chemical poisoning. Yeah. These are the okay. micro bots that are injected into the body. It's what they look like. That's terrifying. Yeah. So you can read this report. It's it's been uh it's been read by millions of people around the world. Uh it's in uh peer review right now. Uh but the evidence is clear. Uh, a team of other scientists from Spain and Italy and uh, Germany uh, have also validated the the reality that this is these are the contents that are being found in these inoculations. Uh, let's see. This is what a, a using uh, you know contrast microscopy you can you actually can see through colorization the red blood cells and the clots that are being formed uh exosomes activate activates this activates this uh, process of of uh, the creation of fibrin monomers and fibrinogen or fibrinogen to fibrin monomers crosslink that creates the clots and this is what the inoculation does uh, yeah so, you know, I've taught. I, I did mention about uh, about uh, the germ theory, which is based on monomorphism, and my indoctrination of of the uh, microzymian theory, which is the terrain theory, uh, is basically, you know, understanding physics that matter cannot be created nor can it be destroyed; it can only change its form or function. So, germs are nothing more than the transformation of what used to be organized matter. And it's the only thing left. <clears throat> These microzymes are the only thing left after everything has been destroyed. So this idea that germs cause disease is is a fairy tale. Germs are nothing. Uh, the germ, as Claude Bernard said, is nothing. The terrain is everything. And looking at this from an environmental perspective or contextual uh, perspective is 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 something that I highly 
highly recommend. So, uh, oh, and, and I, you know, on the cusp of all this, you know, Congress is having hearings about the, uh, the Havana effect, which is also radiation. It's targeted pulsating uh, microwaves that are being directed. It's, they're called DEWs, directed energy weapons that are coming from satellites uh, or from cell towers. And anyone that's been connected you know, uh, that has these biosensors of graphene in their bodies that were delivered by the nanocapsid uh, into the body that is now embedded in your brain uh, and other places of the body in the fatty tissues. Uh, this can also be used as, as a bioweapon to direct these directed energies to specific individuals or groups to individuals. So we may, we may say, see this happen in some of our, our larger cities. It's a, lot, it's a lot more powerful than a nuclear bomb. And a nu- there's a lot of collateral damage with a nuclear bomb. But with a pulsating directed energy weapon, you, you can save the environment while you're taking out uh, uh, yeah. just, this uh, here uh, patent uh, was on the methods and systems for proprietaries in treatments, vaccinations, testing, and our activities while protecting the privacy of individuals. I mean, they would say that, but here again, that you have to take on on trust, uh, because when we look at when we look at the connections here, once you've been inoculated, you will be assigned a a uh, barcode uh, that's controlled by Microsoft. This will connect you to the transmitters, and of course, they can you, they can send you, uh, they can transmit to you, and you can transmit off that. This is why when people say that they're seeing a lot of crossover infection, what basically from the vaccinated people, is they're emitting toxic frequencies that they're picking up from Wi-Fi. That's then being emitted to you, and so you don't want to you don't want to social distance from your friends, especially the, the unvaccinated, you want a social different distance from Wi-Fi, social distance from your cell phone, your cell phone is, and, and this radiation exposure is what's killing people. Do you think that would be powerful enough from one person's body to affect other people? I mean, if that were the case, wouldn't those people be unable to walk around in any kind of healthy state? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't they have to be, uh, you know, near death or or dead? Not necess- not necessarily. I mean, uh, people that are exposed to eight point four uh, pulsating gigahertz uh, feel lightheaded. They feel dizzy. You know, when you walk into a polluted environment, and of course, if you have the graphene, that's going to be that's going to be compounded. And it's and you're going to act like a a, a transmitter of this. And 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 yes, at the higher frequencies. Uh, if if they turn it up, and I say they do control, you know, the the actual frequencies that are going to be emitted and how they direct those, uh, rather by cell tower or by by uh, satellite. But yes, at forty one point three, you've got a lock in, and at sixty, you're dead. Those those haven't been seen yet. Eight point four. If you get a tri, if you get a trimeter and measure the the, the actual uh, milligauss of the magnetic field, which goes right through the walls, 
only thing that stops it is lead line housing or lead line paint. So they had to get rid of the lead the leaded paint because if you if you start painting your house with lead, you know, they're gonna lose your Wi Fi. You know, that's why you park your, your phone into a uh, a lead line casing. Yeah, so here again, are we going to see this happen? Yeah, there's gonna be a forewarning to this. And when you see these spikes, here again, now that the system has been active, has been uh, set up, whether it's been fully activated, I don't think so. When I'm measuring, I'm seeing, I'm seeing pulsating frequencies that are ranging anywhere from 2.4 and up. 2.4. But if I'm in 8.4 or higher, I feel it. You know, I don't like being around it. So I immediately remove myself from that feeling, from that, uh, from that, that, that field of energy. Yeah, so it can come from satellite to you, from cell tower to you, and this can be this can be from this can be used in positive ways to track your breathing, to track your heart rate, to track your blood sugars, to track. This, or it could be used to direct an energy weapon and take you out. There's new videos now just being released of people. There was somebody getting her nails done in a shop somewhere, and her phone flashed, and she just like dropped dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, how valid those those videos are, but very valid. Uh, yeah, very valid. Really Absolutely. If they've been inoculated, you know, you've just lit yourself up, and. Uh, uh, there's there's enough evidence to know now that you you have your own USB code, that you've got uh, you've got uh, foreign matter in your body, uh, that it's highly toxic, highly magnetic, and you are connected to the Internet of Things. What's the solution for people? Do you think that that could be detoxed? Uh, as far as detox, yeah, as far as detoxing, I, I, I can tell you what I do. I mean, I, I, uh, I wear a quantum link where I actually protect my heart because, because the heart is vulnerable. Now I did mention, I, I do need to back up a little bit because I did mention the RNA. The purpose of the RNA and specific genetic material, uh, I call it genetic markers or, uh, uh, it's directed have to come from specific glands or organs of the body. So the genetic material, uh, you know, chimera-type concoctions could come from these cells that are being used. This genetic material could come from a heart. It can come from ovaries. It can come from bone marrow. The purpose of that is to drive the chemical poisonings to divide to, to, to the biosensors, the, the chips. Uh, and I've got pictures of those too, two specific areas of the body for women. Uh, their inoculation is going to be different than for a man as it relates to what's driving the material and where it's being driven to. So if you, if you use radioactive tracers, you can actually trace after the inoculation, you can actually trace where the material goes. And over 50% of it goes to the female reproductive organs. And so the purpose of that is for sterilization. 
a, a major portion of it goes to the heart. So in children, we're seeing my, uh, myocarditis and pericarditis. In fact, that was one of my, my articles. Uh, and this is a study where they estimated the total numbers of groups for exposure you know, with the mRNA vaccine outcome, loss of pregnancy, live birth, using information reported by this article. And so this study here that was uh, that I picked up in November of, of this year, 2001, there was a total of 114 loss of pregnancy, spontaneous abortion, stillbirths, 104. So the bottom line here is when you're looking at this, women who take the vaccine under who are pregnant under 20 weeks have a hundred percent chance of losing their baby. Uh, the exact figure is between 82 to 90% of the vaccinated pregnant women studied lost their babies. This is the study that was released. And you can read this article, important article, because it's talking about, you know, the number of fetal deaths that have been reported, but this is underreported by the tune of 99%. So you have to take this and times it by 99 to get the exact number. Uh, so the, uh, so this, this article, uh, these are some of the articles which you can read. Uh, and this article gets into this. And we even have a whistleblower revealed Pfizer vaccine contains toxic compounds of graphene and and so people are coming coming forth what he has found is is true it's real Um, so the number of miscarriages post-covid vaccine in year one exceeded miscarriages from all other vaccines over 30 years by 4,000%. So this is what you, 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 you'll probably want to, to talk to uh, young people, particularly children, uh, specifically girls because, uh, and, and young adults, females and adults need to realize that this is this is a huge, huge concern, and so this whole article really ab- addresses that. The, the The name of this article, by the way, oh, by the way, let me show you this. These are the nanobots or the biosensor chips that are found in the vaccines to connect the connect you up to the uh, uh, to the Internet of Things, and uh, so uh, if we go to the top of this article. Uh, Zerensky's uh, vaccine death report, Valdemir Zelenko, I should say, vaccine report. And of course, it's it's an important CDC uh, media push a cocktail of poisons. Um, so it's a cursory look, but it's uh, it's definitely, you know, Hopefully, we'll we'll wake people up to to the fact of what's of what's going on. A lot of people are talking about taking NAC uh, and things like quercetin. Uh, do you know anything about that, or do you, do you recommend those things? 
uh, yeah, let me get, let's see, I'll stop the share here for a while. Um, yeah, Kirsten is, is a carrying agents to drive, let's say zinc or other, uh, let's say, uh, elements that are, that are helpful. Uh, I like zinc picolinate. I also like zinc, uh, uh, amino acid zinc, uh, chelated, chelated zinc. Uh, so it, it actually survives, uh, and goes into into the body. Uh, I like colloidal zincs. Uh, those would be nanoparticles of zinc, elemental zinc. Uh, but these are the ones combined with quercetin. Uh, and uh, uh, you can add, uh, and chlorophyll is another one. Any any green green leafy vegetables, uh, green green vegetables that are high in chlorophyll. Uh, are protective against radiation and chemical poisoning. But probably the major element for protecting against chemical and radiation poisoning is uh, potassium iodine and potassium iodide. And for me, I take 135 milligrams of each of those every day. And in addition, what I do is, is, is I wear at my heart chakra, I wear sympathetic resonant technology pendant that has that has that has crystals yeah well this one has this one has crystals in the center and it has 100 it has 75 feet of copper wire and what it does acts like a tuning fork so the heart's putting out a, a frequency it picks up the heart frequency and it links a quantum link is formed and so when you're being exposed to 5g or 4g or 6g i mean it's already here by the way but if they, you know, it's just for military. Uh, you saw that. You you heard about that 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 experiment the Russians did right in space. Uh, I'm not sure. They blew up. They blew up one of their satellites. And the uh, yeah, the U.S. went crazy over it because they used they used they used uh, uh, a directed energy weapon to do that. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've used that for a long time, right? They've especially in the military, they used it for uh, crowd dispersal. Yeah, since the, since the 60s. Yeah, I mean, some, some people even believe that they, they use that, you know, on uh, some form of that on 9-11. I don't even know. Uh, haven't really looked into that. But, um, yeah, the technology has definitely been around. We're usually like, you know, 100 years behind on what they actually have, I think. Well, uh you know, the whole narrative of COVID is to cover up the chemical and radiation poisoning. I, I'm 99.999% certain of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been no evidence. Uh, you can go to to the drrobertyoung.com, and I have uh, over 100 links and letters coming from over 30 countries, and institutions uh, and health, you know, asking that question, you know, do you have any documentation? Do you have any studies? Do you, do you have in your possession, uh, you know, the isolation, pure, the purified isolation of the, the novel COVID virus? And all of them admit no. Have you, have you done studies to show its brilliancy? You know, does it cause sickness? They have nothing. This is this is this is not this is not a a, a virus. It's a uh, in the sense of it being 
some sort of matter, genetic matter or other. This is a political theory. This is a political virus. And HIV was no different. And that's why Dr. P- Peter Duisberg, you know, paid a high price when he wrote the book Inventing the AIDS Virus. And he agrees on this point. Luc Montaner, who backed off his position after receiving the Nobel Prize, as it relates to HIV causing AIDS, immune deficiency. And I have to admit, if you're taking in genetic material from outside sources, whether you're eating a a chicken or beef or pork or fish, this is highly disturbing to the internal environment of the body. That's why I recommend a plant-based diet. That's so you're why not a paleo been, guy. <laughs> well, no, no. I've been on a, a, a chicken-free diet since 1970. I gave up I gave up the kernel in 1970. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, and I've, I've never looked back on that. I have no cravings whatsoever to eat the blood of animals. Because you have to understand that muscle is made from blood of those animals. And so when you're eating muscle, you're eating the blood of animals. And I, 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 I don't miss it. Uh, I'm not saying that, that, that I ingest uh, some of the concoctions that others are creating, like, you know, you know, you know, something beyond meat or what have you that tries to taste like meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff is gross. Yeah. Right. It's, it's pretty bad news, but yeah, you have to be able to change. You have to be willing to change your lifestyle if you want to survive this. The diet uh, arguments are so fascinating to me, and I'm not a person well versed in that at all. But I, you know, I I have a lot of friends who love eating meat. I mean, even like really raw meat, Um, and they claim that it's you know it's healthy for you, like organ meat and all this stuff. Where are those people getting this idea that 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 is helpful? And you know, I've even heard like some people say, "Oh, veggies are toxic. We're not meant to be eating veggies." And it's just like you know, you hear it from both sides and you don't know which one to believe so what are they seeing on that side that they believe this has a health benefit well that's why my work for 40 years has been been how does what you eat what you drink how you live how does that affect the most important organ of the human body and that's the blood so if you what so i have a top 10 list of foods never to eat one of those is uh, is chicken eggs or turkey eggs or eggs generally in other words, you, you don't eat the, the period of a, you know, it's just not a good idea. So, uh, but when you eat, when you eat a chicken egg, you have an explosion, an explosion of genetic fragments in the blood, which activates all, all of, all of the uh, systems in dealing with that pollution. So neutrophils are released in mass to clean it up. It takes three days to clean up the bloody mass. It's polluted. If you saw your blood on eggs or beef or chicken, you'd never eat it. And then when you understand what it, what it is, it's actually the blood of animals. You might want to ask the chicken what it was eating before you took it into your body. Because you're not only getting the flesh, you're also getting the interstitial fluids. But those interstitial fluids for a chicken is just, just they only have a, uh, you know, one track of urine elimination is is urine. And so you, at least you you can, you know, say, well, I had had some real good chicken urine today, you know, interstitial fluids of the chicken on top of that, the flesh. But no, eggs and chicken are, are two of the top foods, any birds. That's why they're called fowl, because they are. They're not meant to be ate. 
purpose of an egg is to, to produce a bird, not to crack it open and fry an egg. I mean, whoever came up with that craziness uh, must must have owned a chicken farm, didn't know what to do with all the eggs that they were harvesting. But the bottom line is, is you don't build healthy blood with protein. That is that that is that is a an illusion. That's a narrative to sell more, you know, animal products. The bottom line: you build blood with four ingredients: chlorophyll, oil, water, and salt. That's what builds blood. And so, you know, if you're eating a diet that's high in chlorophyll, if you're eating a diet that is high in in healthy oils, healthy fats, if you're eating a diet that has uh, electron concentrated alkaline water at 9.5 or higher at an ORP rate at negative 250 millivolts or higher. If you, if you're uh, getting sunshine and getting your vitamin D3, if you're sexercising, if you're, uh, if you're having uh, uh, salt back into your diet and you're eating lots of salt, these are the things that, that are, are life changing and life saving. But eating beef and chicken and pork, there's no scientific evidence that shows other than what I've stated in my work that it's nothing more than the body trying to figure out how to get rid of the stuff. Probably the best salt is are the inland salts like Redmond. The Redmond salt is probably one of the best ones out there. I mean, I don't sell any of these products, so, you know, I have have no no, no, uh, personal, you know, reason for for stating that other than you know i think it's it's probably one of the best salts out there so it's a rock salt you know it's a it's an inland salt great salt lake a north shore of the great salt lake the sea salts uh inland salts are are incredible um i mean that's why a lot of people go to the dead sea which is should be renamed to the alive sea because it's alive with life force energy it's not dead at all but it it, it you know, it, it's probably, you know, where are you going? I'm going to the Dead Sea or to the Alive Sea. I think more people would go to the Live Sea you know, to, to, to regain their health and energy and vitality. And they're trying but to keep built people some away from the ocean, right? Especially in 2020, they're trying to keep uh, people away from the sea, uh, very much so. Uh, well, you don't want to do that because you'll feel better, you know, and, <laughs> and, and they don't want any... They, don't want to be announcing any cures for disease because you could go to jail for that. So it's uh, the bottom line is if you don't lose since you may maybe end up being a target uh, because that's not the outcome. It's not to grow the population. Uh, bad actors, I guess, just want a few uh, bad men and women to, to inherit the earth but you know it's not that that's that's not the outcome that's not the final chapter of what what is going to be what is going to be is uh an exposure of of these people and 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 i think that's what's happening now do you think that's that they're waking up more and more or is there just a certain part of the population that's going to kind of be weeded out of existence Oh, well, th- definitely those who don't wake up won't be with us, you know, and there's predictions under uh, that. I mean, many scientists have suggested that that uh, most people won't survive past 2025. Hmm. And so, it, you know, uh, and, and that could be sooner, depending on how they decide to regulate uh, 
uh, the death and how long how how they can handle it. Uh, but I think they're uh, I don't think I know they're preparing for that. Uh, but but you know you on the hopeful side, there's ways to protect the internal environment of your body and the external environment. And it's not living in big cities, number one. It's not living your your life, you know, surrounded by magnetic and electrical fields, you know, throughout your microwaves, you know, uh, you know, do something to limit your exposure to radiation. You know, if you're in the cities, you need uh, the, uh, the the five G towers are every five hundred to a thousand feet, uh, and uh, so more more death, uh, more injury, and death will be seen. Uh, by those who have been inoculated because they're they're linked up to that that frequency they'll be linked up because they're the, the graphene oxide provides uh, you know the uh, the material to to connect to the internet so the so that that is unfortunately uh you know you're going to have vaccine remorse uh and the remorse is what can i do about it you you have to you have to start testing the pH of your urine. You've got to start forcing that up by using bicarbonate salts. Do what the people in the in, in 1918 did to, to survive. They took one uh, teaspoon of, of uh, Arm & Hammer's baking soda, put it in four ounces, a glass of distilled water, alkaline water, purified water, I'd say back then was real, but purified water. And they drank that three times a day. So those who never got sick, those who survived the inoculations uh, and the exposure to the introduction of radio waves, uh, they, they're the ones that survived. And if you want to survive this, unless they turn it up, I mean, nobody can withstand the force of 60 gigahertz. So if, if they turn it up, then, then then there's not much you can do with that. I mean, there's it's a high likelihood that majority of people would be would be injured or dead by them yeah that's a scary notion uh and and probably staying out of hospitals will will keep you healthy right i mean even even during the spanish flu uh they were giving people high doses of aspirin and and giving them pneumonia that's what my dad would suggest i mean he's passed on but but he never went to a hospital never had health insurance growing up i i guess i've been protected in that way so no i don't have health insurance no i don't have life insurance i i don't have any only those that are required by you know driving a car but i no longer drive a so uh you know an especially electrical car which is nothing more than a cancer car you know because it's putting off radiation uh from you know the their they're electrical magnetic fields that are that are cancer causing so uh you have to you have to use a trimeter before you buy an electrical car, car and test it while you drive it and make sure the needle doesn't slam down on the right side of generating magnetic fields over 50 to 100 uh milligauss yeah i mean you're driving you know, the, a the, big battery right car full of batteries yeah you're, yeah, you're sitting on a battery <laughs> yeah you're, you're the family jewels are not protected unless they're lead lined. You know, you have to buy a uh, a jock strap that's uh, it's it's lead lead lined uh, to protect your the the jewels. Other than that, uh, 
the family jewels won't won't be working well. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of people that are that are suffering. I mean, sperm counts are down, menstrual cycles are are irregular for a lot of women, and it's because of the radiation exposure. And now they want to link your toaster up and your refrigerator and your whole house. It, it's called a smartphone. No, wrong. There's no such thing as a smart home. They're called stupid houses. Go in there and get really stupid. This, the stupid meter, the stupid car, you know, you know, you got to cut out all these, these gadgetries if you want to survive this. You know, the first thing someone can do is just throw out their microwave oven. Um, you can't unplug it. You got to unplug it and throw it away. Shut down your Wi-Fi. Hardwire. You got to go hardwire. You know, turn off your cell phone. Social distance yourself from your soul friend. I know your best friend is your cell phone, and it's hard to social distance, and you love it so much. I get it. (laughs) You know? In 1964, the Environmental Protection Agency said that you need to be six feet away from your television set. Because of the exposure of radiation, which was anything over three to four milligauss would cause cancer. Well, you can't get on a plane without being exposed to over 100 milligauss. And now they want to strap a television to your face. (laughs) Well, that's VR stuff. Yeah, that's uh, stupid VR. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Probably not very. Good. Yeah, all this all this stuff, you know, is exciting, but when you start getting sick, guess what's gonna get blamed? The virus. Some phantom virus, you know, that now has new names, you know, Delta, you know, Alpha. The last one, you know, when they start announcing is called Omega. When Omega comes Head to the hills, folks. They just oh announced God. the the just just announced the end of civilization. Yeah, the beginning was alpha, the omega. Everything is in between. It just what happened with the mu? Wasn't there a mu variant? I don't know. That kind of fizzled out or something. Uh, yeah, there was there there was uh, <laughs> there, there have been several several different variants. Right, but. Yeah, you're probably you're right on that. And I think, you know, one of the most important conversations to have is that there is no virus. And, you know, people don't like to talk about it because they say it's a hard conversation to have. But that's the reason, you know, because they'll keep on doing this forever. Having, you know, a hard conversation is, is you know, where should we bar- bury dad or mom, my brother, my sister, or my child? That's a hard, you know. Should we cremate or, 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 or bury, you know? I mean, that's a hard conversation, you know? Uh, I mean, having someone in, in ICU, you know, uh, you know, on a ventilator, that should never happen. It's happening not because of virus. It's happening because of chemical and radiation exposure. So you really have to decide you're going to start thinking about you because that's what they tell you when you get on a plane. If the oxygen levels drop, the pressure in the cabin drops, you know, a mask will come down, put the mask on you first. 
okay, before you help anyone around you. I mean, you need to take care of you first before you can take care of anyone else. And so you have to look at what you're eating. You have to look at what you're drinking. No, alcohol is not good for the body. Alcohol is just another poison, another toxin that compounds things. You have to look at what you're breathing. You have to look at your electromagnetic exposure. You have to look at what you're thinking, what you're feeling, even what you're believing. You know, if you're willing to change, you're going to survive this. But the unwillingness to change is the definition of insanity. And I don't mean to be critical, you know, and I don't want this this uh, interview to come off uh, depressive. I mean, we can survive this, but we have to understand what we're dealing with. And once we accept it, you know, and realize that that each individual must be the change that they want to see and take responsibility for their lives. And if you're taking care of children, you need you need to educate, not medicate. You need to educate, not vaccinate. The people that wandered died in the wilderness that came out of Eden, every, other than maybe one or two. And as Hosea said, my people perished because of ignorance. They died from stupidity. They didn't have to, but they chose poorly. All I'm suggesting, there is a better way. And if you want to improve the quality and quantity of your life, you know, uh, or eat, drink, and be merry or die. For tomorrow we die. Uh, I'm not afraid of te- death because I, I I have an eternal perspective of of of, of the soul of, of men and women. It's eternal in nature. We are we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, not physical beings spiritual one. When we yes. realize we're eternal in ni- nature, uh, that our creation is eternal, then you know, yeah. We can have some hope in that, but it's uh, but if you want to improve the quality and quantity of your life while you're here, you want to stick around for a lot of maybe good reasons, like you want to raise your children or you want to have children or you you know you you want to see you want to spend time with your grandchildren or you love your work, you know you want to be able to perform it uh, to perform at a very high level. Or what? Maybe you're in a sport, you know, uh, that you just enjoy. Uh, hopefully, those things will continue. Hope so. Beautifully said. Well, uh, that's a perfect place to wrap things up. I think. Uh, Want to thank you uh, for your time and uh, and all your research. Uh, where can people follow you and uh, keep up with your work? Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you can follow uh, my research and my publications at uh, drrobertyoung.com, uh, and uh, you can you can find my CV there. You can also find uh, my uh, blog and also my scientific articles. Uh, so you want to go to the scientific posts if you want to, you know, get into this and really uh, 
learn as much as you can and how to protect yourself because you, because you can through making lifestyle lifestyle and dietary changes. The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.